Hi, this is Eric Castro, and I'm a sports scout who has made it his mission in life to get high school athletes with scholarships to U.S. colleges. I wanted to personally welcome you. Thank you for listening to Pep Talk, the show designed to inform you on all things recruiting and beyond. Today, we got special guest Jim Good. He's a man that wears many hats as he is currently the associate head football coach, offensive coordinator, QB's coach, and recruiting coordinator of Redlands University. Okay. So first and foremost, let's jump into it. So, you know, you have a lot of titles here. You wear a lot of hats at the University of Redlands, uh, as I've mentioned before, offensive coordinator, assistant, uh, assistant head coach, correct. And then uh, you're the QB's coach. But one title that a lot of the listeners might not be too familiar with is the Titan, uh, title of recruitment coordinator. Would you uh, explain a little bit about what that means for you at the University of Redlands, what that position holds? You bet. The recruiting coordinator position is really different from school to school. Um, I've held that position at a, at a few different schools. And um, at Redlands, it basically is I'm the operational manager when it comes to recruitment relationships with our enrollment office. Um, I set up visits. I set up game day visits. I keep our, our basically our recruiting board up to date our recruiting services, relationships that we have with recruiting services, our database. Um, I guess you could say I oversee all things recruiting um, for the program. Gotcha. Okay. Wow. Very impressive. So, you know, you said you've been a recruiting coordinator in the past at different colleges and whatnot. How have you seen it change since where you started to where we are today? Um, I would say some schools are a little bit more um, dependent on athletic numbers, um, especially at the division three level. Luckily at Redlands, we're not um, at, in that position. So we're not, we don't have a quota or anything like that, you know, when it comes to recruiting numbers for football players, which is nice. So the relationship really is more of a support relationship from our admissions office to football. And I, I would say that's been a constant Probably what's changed over the years is the usage of technology, recruiting databases, and communication methods. Gotcha. So has that made it a lot easier to prioritize certain recruits that you see? I don't know if I'd say it's made it easier. I think it's made it, um, the, the recruiting pool has opened up significantly. Um, when I first started recruiting, you know, forever ago, it was more, you're more dependent on self-initiated contacts and high school coaches. Um, we would get our information from the high school coach and, and their, their information is still vital to us today. Uh, but now there's recruiting services, Twitter. Um, there's just so many, there's just so much, a higher volume of information that you have to sort through. So to say it's easier, yeah, it may be easier to find guys, but as far as the, the time it takes to actually get through all the names and uh, evaluate, every prospect that comes across your desk, you know, it, it's, it's significant. Understood. Understood. So, you know, you've mentioned uh, reaching out to football coaches, utilizing these database sources. What exactly uh, are the key characteristics either athletically or personality wise that you're looking for in your recruit? Well, we really look for really three, three to four different things. One, we want to make sure they can play. We're going to evaluate their film um, we're going to make sure they're a value add to our program, that um, they're as good or better than the current players that we have. Um, second thing is, we, obviously, academics. We've got to make sure they're an academic fit here. We want to recruit guys that are four-year players here, guys that are going to be here for four years and graduate. 
and we really do that mainly off of their uh, their transcript. We evaluate their transcripts. That's really important to us. Um, the third thing is really the value of education. Because we're a small private school, we do cost a little bit. Um, some some folks are willing to pay for that ed education more so than others, and so that's that's something that's important to us to find out how how much value does the family put into a college education. And then the last thing, and really it's not the last thing in priority, but maybe the first thing in priority is what kind of character is the player? Um, we wanna make sure that they're good people. We have great players that are great people within our program right now, and it's our job to support and, uh, and, and really um, continue the process of getting players that are just like the ones that are in our program and protect them to where we bring in guys that are just like them. Very fascinating. So two things I wanted to touch on there is you mentioned academics first and foremost. Uh, you actually have a history of, you know, raising your team's overall GPA. That was something, uh, you know, I discovered about your profile and stuff like that. Uh, if you would mind going into a little bit of detail, how exactly, uh, you know, did you do that for your college team? Oh, uh, that was that was actually at a, a previous school. But that, that's OK. That's a good question. Um, I'm a firm believer of we, you got to learn about the university that you're coaching at. You got to make sure that you're recruiting guys that are an academic fit. Um, you know, as a young coach, you, you always are looking for the great player and, and you, you talk to admissions and you hope, oh man, we got to get this guy in. I know he's real close to our requirements, but in all reality, you're, you're almost setting that guy up for failure. Um, he's getting in, admitted to an institution that maybe he doesn't qualify for academically. And, and I, and I learned the hard way, I, I would say, as a young coach about that. And so I really think that it's important that you work together with admissions and you bring in student athletes that fit the institution that you're recruiting to. And that's something that I really started to do. The last institution I was at and worked hard at it. And, um, I, and I would really say that's probably why the, the GPA went up at that institution. And, and at Redlands right now, um, coach Maynard, our head football coach right now, you know, he's been here for 30 years and every guy that he's recruited to play four years that, that have played four years here, if they've played four years here, they've graduated. And, and it really becomes, again, searching for guys that are an academic fit. We want to recruit guys are going to be here four years, not just the, the one year wonder guy that's going to come and leave. Wow, that's very impressive. I like the uh, commitment to the athlete as a person rather than, uh, you know, just the on the field success there. That's important. Yeah, without a doubt. All right here. So you've mentioned a couple of times that, you know, Redlands University is a D3 school. And from what I understand, those scholarship packages might look a little different compared to some of the normal programs, uh, you know, scholarship packages that these student athletes might be seeing. Would you mind explaining how exactly that works a little bit? You bet. At the University of Redlands, we're a Division three school. Therefore, coaches will not have any say over their their financial aid package, um, their grants, their, their loans or scholarships, their work study package, we will not have any influence over that. Um, and so, you know, we're probably a little bit different. I know NAI, they'll, they'll package a little bit differently. Division two, they have a number of scholarships they can split. Same with NAI, of course, division one can't split. Um, so our guys will get fin fantastic financial aid packages. And then a lot of times, if you compare package to package and bottom line cost, um, we will be more affordable than some division twos, some division or some NAIAs that will give athletic money. Um, that's the challenge that we have as a division three institution is, you know, we can't use the term athletic scholarship. 
because we're not giving athletic scholarships. Our guys get scholarships based on need and academic merit. But when it's all said and done, the out-of-pocket cost at a school like Redlands is comparable to some of these schools that do give athletic scholarships. It's just that the student athlete can't say, hey, I got an athletic scholarship, whether that's $500 or $50,000. Some guys love to be able to say, I got an athletic scholarship, rather than saying, hey, I got a $50,000 academic scholarship. I mean, to me, money's money. And bottom line cost is what's important. Um, those 18-year-old, 17, 18-year-old guys, sometimes they, they don't think that way. Uh, that wasn't actually so long ago for me, and I can rest assured, yes, that was definitely something I was not considering uh, when looking at all the scholarship opportunities and loans potentially coming my way and whatnot. So great advice. Great I, advice. Think, I think parents really need to look at the bottom line cost and, and ignore the labels that, is, that are applied to the grant money, the scholarship money. Money's money. Um, you know, bottom line cost, that's what's important. Money is money. Nothing's truer. Yeah. So, you know, a couple of things here. I wanted to ask you about your personal recruiting process. You know, certain coaches have like uh, these questions, these special answers that they look for when asking athletes. Uh, at the NFL, you hear about all these coaches. They ask them like trip questions or something like that. Um, what is one of your favorite questions that you want to ask an athlete and the type of answer potentially you hope to get back from them? I just want to find out if they love to compete. Um, I'll ask them what do they compete in, and uh, it's an open-ended question, and we find out a little bit about them and see where that uh, those answers take us. And then I'll have follow-up questions after that. But to me, um, one's competitive uh, instincts and, and desire is a big, big deal to us here. Uh, we want we want guys that absolutely love to compete. Good to know. Good to know. All right, and now uh, you know. Oftentimes, you know, players come with questions for yourself. What is one of the favorite questions you've been asked by a potential recruit? <laughs> That's funny. Um, I tell you what, sometimes it's dictated based off of the previous school that they visited. Um, and and I, I always find that interesting. But mm-hmm. I, I, think a, I think a big question is, um, shoot, you just get so many. I mean, they, they talk about, you know, traditions, they talk about, what, what academic success, what's your graduation rate, all the, the generic questions. Um, gotcha. So, I mean, there's just so many of them that you get. There's really not one particular one that stands out in my mind. Okay. Okay. Understood. So then, uh, you know, it says here that you're the QB court, uh, the QB position coach. That's your specialty, correct? Yeah, that's, that's the position I coach currently. Gotcha. So, uh, you know, I was looking over Redlands University statistics uh, as far as year over year is concerned from 2018 to 2019. You guys saw a big offensive boom. Is that correct? Yeah, we we um, we, we did. All, we've been OK the last couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I see that you guys started averaging over 40 points a game, throwing for over 200 yards a game, as well as running for over 200 yards a game. That must have been, a, you know, as far as points over year over year, that was a big boom for you guys. What uh what did you see throughout the practices and the film sessions that really kind of transitioned to the on the field boom, I would say? Well, that's another good question. You know, the, the success of the offense isn't just the offense. It has a lot to do with special teams. It has a lot to do with your defense. Um, it really has everything to do with your players. And, and we've, uh, we've been real lucky and blessed to have some really good players over really during the, during the 10 years that I've been at Redlands. Um, but in the last few years, we've been pretty good. And I think our, our team speed has improved. Um, I, I would say that might be the biggest thing. 
Gotcha. Yeah, they always do talk about how speed kills in football. You can't hit what you can't catch. Yeah, that's very true. Exactly. So, you know, what type of advice I would say that you've seen transition into success for the college athletes that might be applicable to the high school athletes that are gearing up to try to be recruited this year? Wow. Well, this year's a challenging year with COVID. Uh, mm-hmm. there, there, it's a numbers game right now. And there's not a lot of opportunities out there just because there's a number of seniors that are deciding to stay. Um, the, the freshman classes generally, the retention rate, at least for us, is, is significantly high. Um, and so with roster sizes, um, that, that's become a challenge. And um, I, I, the number one thing that we always talk to guys at our camps about is enjoy the process. Enjoy the time that you're spending with your teammates in high school, your coaches in high school, being close to your family and just the high school experience. You only get one of those in your lifetime. And, and for most guys, that's a, that's a big, big, exciting, fun time of their lives. And, and they just got to enjoy that. If they do a great job in high school and enjoy those times, recruiting is going to take care of itself. If, if you get so focused on recruiting, um, recruiting may not take care of itself. Gotcha. Understood. Understood. So, you know, uh, kind of getting back to the specific position of quarterback, uh, what advice would you specifically give high school quarterbacks looking to take that next step in their game? Uh, you know, sometimes people hit the weight room. Sometimes people focus on footwork. Uh, where would your advice fall, fall into there? We, we look specifically at, our, at the quarterback position for guys that are athletic enough to play other positions. I also look for guys that, that again, competition. Do they compete in other sports? Do they play other sports? Um, like all sports in general right now at the high school level, things are becoming so specialized, it's, um, it, it's becoming difficult to measure the level of, really to measure their competitive age because you have seven on seven, you have the season, all the private training that's going on. I, honestly, I really like guys that are that are football guys, that are track guys, that are also baseball guys. Maybe they're a football basketball guy. Um, I like the multi-sport guy. Um, I would say get out and try to compete in as many different things as you possibly can. Obviously, the weight room and throwing as much as you can, those, those are easy things. But to me, competing in multiple sports is, is a great thing. I couldn't agree more with you on that standpoint. I remember – you know, growing up, I played a different sport for every season, right, throughout the year. Uh, nowadays, though, like I have uh, some younger siblings and whatnot, and I, you know, interact with some of their friends and stuff like that. And it seems like they've been playing one sport since they were like four years old or whatever, since, you know, the moment they could get up and walk. And they just specialize in that specific sport. Yeah, I, I look at competitive age and, and um, you know, I, I like guys that have a, a, a large competitive age that that are a two sport, three sport guy. I, I just, I really like those type of guys. Gotcha. Gotcha. So uh, one last question here before we log off, thank you for taking the time to talk to me today and uh, you know, kind of give some wisdom out there. So, you know, we have a bunch of athletes right now that are kind of preparing potentially for September. Obviously they're still continuing school and all these other things, but uh, a large majority of the recruitment process for them is kind of winding down. What advice would you give those athletes in preparing themselves for success the moment they walk onto campus? Now, are you are you asking for what a senior should prepare for? Or are you asking what a freshman into college should prepare for? So what should a senior 
in high school right now potentially be doing to best set themselves up for success as a student athlete? Well, doing everything their high school coach tells them to do. I, I just can't express that enough. Um, I, I, being with their teammates, um, being at all team functions that they possibly can be at. Um, that I just, I just think that's so important. I think what happens right now, especially in football, is you, you get private AAU or not AAU, but it's almost like AAU basketball where you got the private coaches that are running the seven on sevens. And, um, you know, that's great. But your, your high school team is, is your football team. And to spend time working out with those guys is the most important development relationship with those guys. Um, I, I would say that would be, in my opinion, what they should be doing right now. Great advice. Great advice. So once again, thank you for taking time to speak with me today. Really appreciate it. Thank you once again for listening to Pep Talk. Please like, share, and subscribe if you enjoyed today's interview. Feel free to leave a comment and please reach out to me with any and all of your questions. Have a great day, y'all.